He escaped Cuba for Canada. He was living the dream most Cubans desire. But then he met Jesus. He felt a deep calling to go back to his home to preach the gospel. Why would anyone give up comfort for Christ? That's Pastor Dubai, sharing how the gift of eternal life was greater than the comfort he had while living in Montreal. How did he come to know the Lord? While in Canada, he overheard two men talking over coffee about Christ. He was intrigued by their conversation. They invited him to join them. They had many discussions, and they shared the good news with him. Through their faithful witness, this pastor became a Christian, and it wasn't too long after he felt a call to go back home and share Christ with Cuba. Christians are called to long for a better country, so we sojourn. We endure in this life knowing Jesus is preparing our eternal home. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we wrap up a series today called Gospel Winds in Cuba. And with me in studio today is our new Spanish speaker and the director of El Faro de Redención. He's Reverend Danny Rojas. Danny, welcome to the program with me. Thank you, Charles. It's good to be back. We're going to tackle a little bit more in Philippians. In fact, we're going to end Philippians today with chapter 4. And you'll do it, I'll do it, and may we share the love of Christ and rejoice in the Lord together as we're doing it. All right. Oops, I forgot to turn my cell phone on silence. Uh, oh my goodness, it's it's Dan Warren. Danielle from Virginia, welcome. Carlos and... Daniel or Danny Rojas. It's great to be here with you guys on the phone. Hey, Dan. You look good, man. Danny and I have been doing Philippians this week, and it's it's just been a great time. We taught Philippians to pastors, 50 pastors and their spouses last mm. week. But um, we've welcomed Danny as the new speaker, and we've told everybody that you've taken a church, which was your dream. But pause for a moment. Forget where the Lord has placed you now. Go back to Cuba. You've been to Cuba so many times. You and I have been there together. Uh, You've ministered on the broadcast into Cuba. Is there one thing that kind of stands out in your mind from the five years that you spent uh, ministering as the director of El Faro? Sure, Charles. Well, how could I forget all of the times that we've spent together in Cuba? And I only wish I could have been there on this recent trip with Danny for his first trip into Cuba. I remember my first trip and many trips after that. It seems like something new always stood out. Maybe the first time you're seeing old cars, the next time you're enjoying, you know, new scenery out west where it's beautiful. Uh, But what I most came to appreciate about our times in Cuba was visiting with Cuban believers and hearing their stories uh, of how they have come to a deeper relationship with Jesus, and then sharing those stories through El Fado. It is just an incredible thing to me that while in some ways we think of this radio ministry blessing Cuba, what stands out to me was 
how many Cuban stories really blessed me and strengthened my faith in the Lord. And since you've been in Philippians, what comes to my mind is the opening to Philippians, where Paul says that he remembers the Philippian believers and that he prays for them with joy and that he's sure that he who began a good work in them will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That Mm. work continues with Danny taking the helm, and I'm so excited to see how the Lord continues to work in his people in Cuba. Wow. Well, you're welcome to call back again anytime you want, Dan. Well, Charles, I sure will give you a call sometime. Hopefully I won't interrupt you in the studio again. But I just want you to know that I'm praying for El Faro and Danny. I'm so excited that you are the new director and speaker of El Faro de Redención. And my prayers are with you here in Virginia. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. Blessings to you. Well, it was great to hear from Dan Warren. And let me just allow myself to be bold for a moment with you. Bold to ask for your prayers, to raise the funds we need to share Christ every day all across Cuba on a 500,000-watt radio station on the island of Bonaire. Now, that's a lot of electricity to share Christ to 11.5 million people every day. And we need to raise approximately $30,000 every month, a little bit more, to meet our budget. And right now we're behind on our budget for this year. But your gift not only helps with the broadcasts, but it also helps us to teach pastors, like at that conference where Danny Rojas and I spoke. It helps us hand out Bibles to children and teens who've never owned a copy of God's Word before. So would you pray boldly, and then would you give boldly, but only as the Lord leads you? Would you visit our website after this program? Would you make your gift to share Christ in Cuba and the Spanish-speaking world? They're at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Or if it's more convenient for you, just call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Now, let's open the program with music and worship in Spanish and English.
listening to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. And that was Phil Wickham, Blended with Gracias Sublime by Seth Condry. And this is Amazing Grace on a haven today called Gospel Winds in Cuba. And joining me again is our new Spanish director of El Faro de Redención, Danny Rojas. Danny, thanks for joining me. Today we happen to be in the same studio, our main studio in Southern California. Thanks for making it all the way from Miami. Oh, don't mention it. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's a little different weather than you're used to in South Florida, but, uh, you know, we, we don't have as many bugs as you have or as many alligators. So. That's true. That's true. Let's go to Philippians 4. All right. It's the final chapter. And let me just rehearse for a moment the fact that we've been pointing out all week how many times in Christ or in Christo in Greek, but Danny, you tell me it sounds the same in Spanish too, even though it's spelled differently. Yes. How many times it shows up in Philippians more than any other book in all the Bible. But there's more before we get into chapter four. In Christ... It's one of the most common expressions in Paul's writings. Uh, He uses that Greek phrase 73 times, and it's parallel in the Lord 45 times in all of his writings. I think we know what came first in Paul's mind, wouldn't you say, Danny? (laughs) Sure. When it appears that many times, you get the hint that it's kind of a big deal. But it appears the most times in this little letter to the church at Philippi, a beautiful letter, a warm letter written by the Apostle Paul. And I think as we here are at the final chapter, chapter four, I'm going to give you the first crack at this. Now, I've got my theme or two that I see here that really speak to my heart, but I'll let you go first, Danny. What really impacts you in this final chapter of Philippians 4? Charles, I think it's, it's an idea that really comes through in, in Paul's letter. And it comes from that idea of being in Christ. Because we're in Christ, we are one. There's that call to unity, that call to community, to bear one another's burdens, to get along for the, for the glory of God, because we are in Christ. That really stands out to me. And we see that, um, we see that in chapter four, uh, he says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for my joy and crown stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. And then he pleads with two people with these, these sisters, Euodia and Syntyche, by the way, I may have massacred the pronunciation of their names. There, That's right. But, your Spanish is fluent, not, uh, not your Greek, perhaps. Uh, but I like to say nobody knows what the exactly right pronunciation how it was pronounced is. Right? Back then, let's make that clear. <laughs> so, make, all right. That's right. Let's not be dogmatic about it. Anyway, so he pleads with these two sisters to be of the same mind in the Lord. And remember, that's that that phrase that appears ten times in the letter. That the 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 phrase that refers to being of one mind or thinking the same thing. He says, "You guys need to do this." Why? Because they're working side by side with Paul for the gospel. And if they are working side by side, they need to be living in a loving, harmonious relationship. And again, this is all because we are in Christ. And then he tells them, rejoice in the Lord always. But then he he says, because you're rejoicing, let your gentleness be evident to all. And then he says, 
the Lord is near. Mm. If we know mm. the Lord is near. What a sweet phrase. If we rejoice in him, then let's be gentle with one another. Let's be kind with one another. That's, that, that's what blesses me as, we, as I come to the end of, of Philippians. All right, my turn. <laughs> Shortly after that opening to chapter four, where, where that, that, that theme that you brought out, being steadfast in the Lord and how we are steadfast because of unity, and it showed up before. You pointed that out on our weekday program that you shared a day or two ago. Here we get it again. This constant reminder, and in case we didn't hear Paul say it the first time, he tells us again in chapter 4 in his final exhortations, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. What did you say, Paul? Rejoice. Rejoice. (laughs) Let your gentleness be evident to all. And then, as you just pointed out, the Lord is near. I think if we're going to live successfully the Christian life, Our tendency that we always get wrong is we start thinking it's all about me or I've got to do it on my own. I've got to work out my salvation with fear and trembling on my own, as you pointed out a few days ago. Read the next line, and that clears it up as to what he meant. We need to know the Lord is near. Yes. And that's music to my ears because... I think where there is disunity in the church, and many of us have been in churches where there is great disharmony, disunity, and I think it's because they forgot the Lord is near, the Lord is with them. And so they begin duking it out, most times on very insignificant issues, and the main thing is no longer the main thing, and that's serving Christ because he's near. And then there's that very practical line that comes right after that, where Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. Why? Because the Lord is near. The Lord is with you. He's in our hearts. And then, and then he just keeps on going with this because, you know, the, the opposite of anxiety is peace, which he'll get to in just a moment. He says in every situation, by prayer, petition, thanksgiving, make your requests with thanksgiving to God And then here's the opposite of anxiety, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guards our hearts and our minds. Who does it guard them in? We're back to in Christ Jesus. In Cristo. In Cristo in Spanish and Greek. (laughs) With that underway, with that in mind, he can say whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about these things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace, there we are again, the God of peace will be with you. I think the only time I ever heard Billy Graham actually preach in person, I met him a couple of times in my life, but the only time I ever heard him preach in person was when he turned to Romans and preach the peace of God that passes all understanding. And then he offered salvation and faith in Jesus Christ for the repentance of sins. And so every time I hear peace of God, I always think of Billy Graham and how that sermon impacted me. One night at an arena, an indoor arena in Oklahoma City many years ago, and it spoke to me and it spoke to my wife. Well, Paul wants us to know this joy of the Lord. And the wonderful thing is we can have that joy of the Lord. 
if we remember the Lord is near. And then we don't have to be anxious about anything because his peace is with us. Those are my thoughts. That's good stuff. So, Danny Rojas, any last final thought? Yes. Philippians 4.13. How can we talk about Philippians chapter 4 without verse 13? Paul describing all of the stresses, all of the difficulties of the, mm-hmm. the Christian life. Mm-hmm. In poorness, right, right. or whether we have a lot or whether we have a little. Right, right, right. And, and remember, he's calling them to unity where unity is hard. He's calling them to peace where it's hard sometimes to live without anxiety. Even though the Lord is near, we, we forget, right? Mm. But he gives the secret, the, the key. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And we know who that's talking about again. That's right. It's wow. about being in Christo. It's about being in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're in Christ, if we if we lean on him, if we rest in him, if we and 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 we all of us together, not just us just not me, me as an individual or you as an individual, but as a family, we lean into Christ. We trust in Christ. We can get through anything. We can do anything. We can be what God has called us to be because he gives us the strength. Gospel wins in Cuba. Thank you, Danny Rojas. Danny, would you mind just leading us in prayer? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your word. Thank you for this time that we've been able to meditate on this letter that Paul wrote so many centuries ago to a specific people with with specific ideas in mind, and yet by your spirit they speak to us today. Thank you, God, because you call us to unity. You call us to rest in Christ. You call us to trust in you to supply our needs. We, we trust in you, God, to give us the strength to bear anything, to go through anything, and to do anything that you've called us to do. God, today we pray for our listeners. We pray that you would bless them. We pray that you would strengthen them, that you would bless their families, bless their homes, bless their, their work, bless everything as they trust in you, Lord. May they hold on to the word of truth that has been proclaimed today. And God, bless Haven and bless El Faro as we do your work in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Haven Today, Gospel Winds in Cuba. And some of our programming today has been coming out of Cuba. And Denny Rojas with me in the studio. When we were in Cuba a few days ago, before Easter, and we were at a pastor's conference, we ran into a young man who was the president of his denomination. I say young, he was in his 30s, and he came with his wife. We had a great time meeting him and fellowshipping with him and with his wife as well. Uh, Just listen to a little bit of what he shared with us in thanking us for teaching Philippians uh, to 50 pastors and their spouses. His name is Lazaro, which translated in English, I think I'm right on this, Danny, would be Lazarus. You would be right. We are very grateful. Not only myself, Pastor Lazarus. But I'm, 
I'm speaking on behalf of all the leaders and pastors of Cuba. We are very happy with what the missionaries have been doing today with us. And we are very impressed with the fact that you come here to give us, give us, and give us goods and, and be with us. Sin recibir físicamente nada, solamente dar, dar, dar. Without really expecting anything back or getting anything back. Aunque estamos felices porque sabemos que hay una gran recompensa de parte de Dios para ustedes. Even though, um, although we're very happy because we realize that although we're not giving you anything back um, to you missionaries, we, and we know that there's a treasure in heaven for you waiting for you. Y su testimonio a favor nuestro nos compromete a predicar el evangelio hasta que partamos con el Señor. And your testimony towards us commits us as pastors here in Cuba to share the gospel with everybody that we see um, and we encounter in Cuba. Yeah, we're also realizing that um, not only for, for us in Cuba, but we realize that the world is very big. And even though it looks it seems big to us, we realize that it's not big in the eyes of God. So we're getting very excited uh, because of the help that you have given us and the effort that you've put into us. We're getting excited to do the same thing and to share the gospel with a lot of people and hopefully maybe some someday even be able to be a blessing to many people outside of Cuba. And we believe that God is preparing us and helping us to be able to be a blessing to others. Amen. At this moment we don't have much, but with what we got, we're willing to do God's will and whatever we can to spread the gospel. Nada, mucho amor y, y mucha esperanza de que Dios va a hacer cosas más grandiosas, más sobrenaturales, más sorprendentes pronto. With a lot of love and hope, we know that um, we have the faith that God is going to help us do bigger and better things in the near future. Discutiblemente estamos en los tiempos finales que serán los tiempos más duros, pero los que creamos en Dios serán los tiempos más gloriosos. No doubt that we are in the final, we're going through the final days, but we realize that um, God is going to give us the strength and we're going to have our best time during this period. Mm. So we want to thank you one more time and we want to encourage you to be able to continue doing what you're doing for us today. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Lazaro. Yeah. His name is Lazaro. He's a pastor in Cuba. And uh, what kind words he had to say. Well, it's hard to believe but the largest island nation in the Caribbean is still not a TV culture. Oh, yes, they have TVs, but people still listen to the radio. And the Internet continues to grow through people listening on smartphones. So our Spanish program, El Fado, is broadcast multiple ways to Cuba and all over the Spanish-speaking world. It travels by radio on that strong signal coming from Transworld Radio in Bonaire. And we also broadcast on WhatsApp and Telegram and as a podcast, new programming every day, Bible teaching through the Jesus Lens, testimonies from Cubans meeting Christ, and Christian music for the Spanish listener. But, and I say this little word, but, we need your help. Our budget is a little more than $30,000 every month, and we're behind in our budget right now. Now, maybe you could sign up and become a monthly supporter of El Fado. You could do that on our website. 
Or maybe you'd like to do like some people have done in the last few days and send us $100 or $500 or or $20,000 or whatever. Just know the Lord is going to use what you sent. But before you do that, before you come to our website or call our 800 number, may I plead with you to pray boldly. And then if the Lord speaks to you, and I pray he does, I pray that you'll give boldly as he leads. So call us right now. Help support sharing Christ in Cuba and beyond. Our internet address that you can visit right now is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Or call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Danny Rojas, our Spanish director, thank you for being on with me in English today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And to everyone listening, thank you for being with us. And won't you come back again next time, when again together we'll share the great story, that story that's contagious because it's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Who do you go to when you're in distress? Regardless of who it is, I suspect what you appreciate is their presence and the words they use to comfort you. In Luke 24, two travelers were on the road to Emmaus, and they were distressed over Christ's death. Then Jesus showed up. He met these two, but they didn't recognize him. He walked with them. He taught them from the scriptures why the cross and resurrection were necessary. They enjoyed his company and invited him to stay for a meal. But during that meal, Jesus revealed himself to them. The travelers said, were not our hearts burning when he talked with us? Does your heart burn when you hear Christ's word? He is able to provide comfort in your moments of distress. You'll see Jesus more clearly through time in God's word. Visit getanchor.com.